Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we put on our sleep caps and tuck ourselves in for some Nintendo nights. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Super excited for today's episode, because we have a super exciting guest with us. We have special guest, the host of Video Games, a comedy show, Jeremy Schmidt, is here. Hello. Hello, Patrick and Mark, thanks for having me back. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I love, uh, uh, you know, we've been sitting around, we've been chatting, we start recording, instantly radio voices go on. Radio (laughs) voice. Radio (laughs) voice. Radio voice. Let's all for a second just do our our regular voices. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My name is Mark. This is how I talk. <laughs> Mark, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> My name. Um. Us doing those voices uh, uh, just made me think of the uh, there's a Toad character now that's walking around Universal Studios. Oh, Have you seen this? No. So, I've only been once. Okay. To, to the, the Super park. Nintendo? To, to Super Nintendo World. What did you think? We haven't talked about this. I uh, really loved it. Everyone was like, it's so small. And I was like, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's as small as I feel like Harry Potter land. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um. But I, I had a good time, and I, I feel like I left some stuff on the table. Like, I didn't do everything there was mm. to do there that Did day. you power up and everything? I power up banded. Who were you? Luigi. Uh-huh. Very good. Yeah. Did we not have a Luigi? We... I was Mario. Was I Luigi? I might have been Luigi. That would make sense. That would make uh-huh. a kind of cosmic <laughs> sense. Were you not Yoshi? Oh, maybe I was, was Yoshi. Yoshi. I was green. I was Yoshi. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're I think right. we didn't have a Luigi. I think you're right. We didn't have a Luigi. I think I, Sarah yeah. was Toad. So I got <laughs> I got a survey after I don't think we talked about this. I it's not that interesting. So sorry, but I'm about to share it anyway. I got a survey after we went to Super Nintendo World from Universal being like, what'd you think? And one of the things I put on there was like, give me those like, yeah, you have like Toad Cafe, but like I want other Nintendo. Oh. Like, I wrote in the survey, I was ready to give you money, but yeah. there was, like, right. I wanted more things for me to buy. Right, right. Like, I wanted, like, more, right. like, snack carts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, like the land isn't small, but I understand why they don't have, like, snack carts. There's barely room for anything as there is. Well, there's so many And line people. management. People. Yeah. 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 So, and, like, wait, I did you guys go at a time when there was less people, or was it so just we, packed? We went, uh, we paid for the, like, early entry, so uh-huh. we were in, bef- like, an hour before the park itself even opened. Oh, great. Um, yeah. So, like, that's the time when we, like, knocked out as much as we could. We yeah. did the Mario yeah. Kart ride twice. Right. Um Twice, uh, yeah, wow. uh, like in like rapid succession, yeah, uh, and then like as the day wore on and there were more people in there, that it was just like a zoo. It was like yeah. waiting an hour to do like the little like crank the thing, yes. uh, Goomba game, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really just the the one time, and we probably left. I mean, we had gotten there at like six o'clock or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. were really early. <laughs> it was really early. Yeah, uh, but then like. By eleven thirty, we were like, "All right, you want to go see Waterworld and get out of here?" <laughs> yeah. like, right, right, yeah. yeah. We we went, um, got there early, but we didn't have a special come here early thing, so yeah. we were in line with the rest of uh, 
Los Angeles, and <laughs> it like goes through the whole park basically up to the escalators. There's like a line, that, and then oh. and, and it moves semi fast. But when you get in there, yeah, like you were saying, hour for everything, definitely an hour for the Mario Kart ride. And we didn't even do Toad Cafe because you couldn't get in. Oh, sure, like, yeah. Through the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went, uh, the Toad Cafe ran out of clean forks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It took Sheesh. forever to get forks. Yeah. Oh. Um, all this is to say, I think I want to go back to meet Chonky Toad. Yeah. Uh, yeah I got to meet, meet this Toad character. Yeah. I don't understand it. How tall do you think it is? Uh, three feet? No way. It's <laughs> got to be so much taller. There's it a has human to be the height there. of the Mario and Luigi, I bet. So yeah. it's like a six-foot tall toad. <laughs> I would guess, yeah. I'm going to guess it's like Mickey size, so like 5'3 to 5'5. Five five. I know that's really mm. specific, but that's... The thing is, like, half of it is head. So, like, imagining <laughs> yeah. the performer in there yeah, is right. so, like, how are they controlling those hands? Like, are they? Do the arms just, like, flop around? Well, there's no way their arms but, are down in there. But maybe they're not. Maybe they're, like, puppeteer arms. They might like, be puppeteer they arms. Have that's good... and they're just holding on to, you know, like, something else that's weird yeah that's weird to think about that like maybe torso to head is in the head in the head yeah yeah and like the eyes see out that big red dot in the top of his head i feel like i feel like we're obligated to go and find out that's cool we absolutely are you can support us on patreon.com slash nintendo cartridge society uh if you are interested in supporting anything that we do if you uh contribute at the 8-bit or 16-bit levels you have access to the mini series that we are putting out uh once a month we just finished up ncs detective club where we watch the great detective stories on television uh and we are starting we have started uh, NCS goes Broadway. Uh, we talked about Chicago last month. Uh, we're gonna, should we announce what we're talking yeah. about? Let's do it. Uh, for the July episode, we will be talking about the last five years, um, which is a show that I love, but Mark has never seen. Yeah, so uh, that'll be so exciting. That, that's a, that'll be a new dynamic because we both loved Chicago and knew it from a bunch of stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, check that out if you're interested. Also, go to our Discord. Become a member of the Discord where you can be in there and like chatting with people and having a nice time. Uh, all you got to do is send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, and we will send you an invitation, and then you can be in there with everyone talking about Nintendo stuff, talking about the show, uh, and talking about the miniseries as well, if you're interested in having a place for that. I would love to join this Discord. I'm realizing I'm not on this Discord. You are not in our Discord. Yeah, I'm not in this Discord. You gotta get in there. I gotta get in that Discord. Are you... I'm more active on Discord now that yes. our whole thing has a Discord, so yes. I always have it up. Right. So now... And I can sometimes, be part of this Discord. Yeah, you should, because sometimes I pop into your Discord. You do, all the time. I pop in, and I'm like, la, la, yeah. la, la, la. You're like, Jeremy, <laughs> you made this joke on an episode so many times, and no one went with it. It was great. I yeah, loved it. That was <laughs> I so wanted to funny. talk about that it. That was so funny. Um, it was uh, their discussion of Zelda 2. Yes. Uh, check out the uh, uh, Link's uh, Adven- Adventure yeah. of Link. Adventure of Link, yeah. Um, their their games club from uh, a couple years ago that uh, are now being re-released for free. We're re-releasing them for free on a free games club feed, and uh, we felt like this was a good year to re-release the Zelda ones because I think a Zelda game came a, out a this year. A big Zelda game yeah. came out this year, it's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mark and I are on a couple of those episodes. I don't think any oh, yeah. of that have, uh, have popped yet. But, yeah. Um, so check all of that out. Uh, all right, let's get into what we're actually here to talk about today. Let's talk about our favorite Nintendo Knights. So the reason we're doing this is uh, Pikmin 4 finally lets you stay on the surface of the planet at nighttime. Normally, the monsters 
go crazy at night. Too scary. Too scary. You mm-hmm. can't stay there. They'll eat all your Pikmin. Um, and now, I mean, has that changed? Are the monsters no longer crazy at night? No, it looks like they are still crazy from the trailer. Right. You're but now, now you've got like ghost Pikmin. Are to handle? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think, and, and, they, I think they gave all the Pikmin guns. I think that's <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> Probably right. That's right. That is such an odd move for Nintendo to but double down on guns. Hyper-realistic, <laughs> yeah. too. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are, are the both of you Pikmin people? I would say that I have become a Pikmin okay. person. Yeah. Largely due to Pikmin Bloom. Oh! Yes. Are you playing Pikmin Bloom at all, I'm not, no. Here's the thing. If you get in our Discord, you may be tempted to start playing okay. Pikmin Bloom. Okay, I've heard it's fun. Well, because we've got a channel in there that's all of us talking about uh, Pikmin Bloom. Connor routinely organizes, <laughs> uh, like, group challenges that we're uh-huh. all, like, working to do 100,000 steps in a week <laughs> together or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that has done a lot to just, like, endear me to Pikmin mm-hmm. in the abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the demo for Pikmin 4. It rules. Oh, awesome. Um, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go all in on Pikmin 4. Awesome. Yeah, I don't – I would say previously I didn't care about Pikmin – really at all yeah. um and then uh i also got roped into like paint playing pikmin bloom oh awesome and so and uh, really the the turning point for me on it is like i i like pikmin bloom i don't really understand what i'm doing in it but like i like it but i like the personalities of the different pikmin type mm. where i especially i'm especially fond of like the purple ones because yeah. They're, like, a little bit bigger, and they always seem like they're, like, a little bit behind all the other uh-huh. Pikmin. Like, they have to hustle a little yeah, harder. They're, they're yeah. the himbos of the Pikmin world, <laughs> the, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what we decided on. Yeah. And um, so I like so uh, that aspect I, I, I like a lot. So I'm actually – I think I'm actually going to pick up Pikmin 4, oh, which great. previously I would, like, not have um, even really thought to. What about you? I never played them on the GameCube. Uh, I, pl- I got three uh-huh. on the Switch. When it was re-released and played a good, you know, five hours of it, like played it for a minute and kind of bounced off and always thought, oh, I'm going to go back. But I think it's just like something else came out. I don't sure, think it was yeah. like yeah. bad or anything. And um, yeah, I, I've always, I've always, I think I've heard this said a lot recently that, and I agree that I've always wanted to be a Pikmin person. Yeah. But something, there's some sort of barrier or some block or something where I'm not. You know, gunning yes. for it or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I I do think that that is where Pikmin Bloom is helping me get over yeah, that sure. hurdle, where I'm just like I have a daily familiarity mm-hmm. with these characters <laughs> and like the concept of feeding them nectar and like right. sending them out on little expeditions. It is now something I do literally every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So uh, when I get a chance to do it in a video game, I'm like, hey, this is like what I do in life. Yeah, I know this. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't that weird. Yeah. I the can dis- do the, it. The art design is just like so incredible. It's a, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, like, truly check out the demo because like, yeah, well, it, it does. Uh, um. It's uh, maybe like the first two, two and a half hours or so of the game. Progress carries over. Um, and like it gives such a nice like look at how you do like from from day to day. And like oh, when you cool. go down into like dungeon areas that are these like self-contained puzzle areas. Yep. Right. Um, uh, and time moves slowly in those areas. So Ooh. you can like actually like think and like spend a little time like doing some problem solving instead of like on the surface where it's kind of like a mad rush, scramble. Rush. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I'm like the the demo totally 
like turned me from like, yeah, maybe I'll check out Pikmin. Like, I don't yeah. know, maybe I'll pick it up with a voucher. Uh, and now I'm just like, yep, I don't know, day one, I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I, well, I was going to get it regardless. I have been just basically buying every first party Nintendo yeah, it's game tough. on it's, Switch. It's hard not to. And like, even ones I'm like, I'm never going to play. I'll just, I'm trying to get the entire first party Switch collection. So let me ask you this <laughs> Did you pick up? Everybody, one, two, switch. No, I did not. Not yet. Not so yet. Mark yeah. and I both have it physically. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely will be picking that up, but um, I just didn't pre-order it or anything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, it also kind of feel like it snuck in there. Like, it didn't... It did. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it yeah. didn't... It, it was like... So that, that happens every now and then, where a game... I'm like, oh, that is a Nintendo game? Oh, well, okay. Nintendo, like, did a very deliberate yes, job of right. being sure, like, sure. ignore this Don't game. Don't look at it. Uh-huh. Right. No one look at this. No, no. Absolutely do not look at this. <laughs> You can give us $30, <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. but you yeah. cannot look at totally. or talk about this game. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm only missing a couple. It's like arms. I'm like missing that oh, and that in arms. <laughs> I got arms. Uh, all right. Let's talk about our, our let's talk about some Nintendo nights. Because um, I, I don't know about you guys, but like just about any time we make a list of these kinds of things, I have a hard time at first. Mm-hmm. And then like a seal is broken where I'm like, wait a minute. There are all these great things that happen in Nintendo games at night. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um oof. and ooh yes ooh yes so we each brought three to five uh, of our favorite Nintendo nights. Um, who would like to go first, offering their first Nintendo night? I'll do it. I'll yeah, go you first. Go. You go first because I just want to make sure. I just want to see it done. You want to see it done, I and you know you've done wild, it right. Yes, and, I, and then I'll <laughs> I'll jump in. Uh, so I I'm gonna go with a uh, new Super Mario Brothers U. Right. Oh, great! It's a, uh, it's a, you know, a, a new Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, maybe like the best of the new Super Mario Brothers games. But by the time it came out, I was a little bit like, hey, I don't need this style of game anymore. Sure. Um, it it looks very similar to everything that we've seen for the last like decade plus, um, with one exception. <laughs> There's a level called Painted Swampland, oh, which best. is basically aping the Starry Night style visual style uh complete with like a like you know kind of like swoopy moon mm-hmm. thing um and it just rules uh. and it makes me wish the whole game was presented either in like different art like painter styles yeah or even just like a whole all all van gogh um mario game wow uh, yeah i just want to like live in the world of the uh painted swampland starry night yeah that's such a great uh, i didn't even think of that but that's such a great example i uh, mean and, and you're right like it's giving kind of Yoshi's Island too, like totally, a crayon drawn yes. look, and I'm like, why isn't the whole game just crayon drawn? Yes, backgrounds that would look so good. And it's like because it, it's such a uh, such a bold like visual concept, yes. and they're like, we do this once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I, yeah, it is such a cool moment like in that game. Do you know what the one thing I wish was like slightly different about it is? It's like uh, they use like the Boo House music. Uh-huh. Because in like did all you the say levels, boob house. Yeah, boob house. I don't think I did. <laughs> okay, <all right>. but <laughs> but maybe. Yeah, all right. All well, right. I meant boo house. There we go. Mm. Uh, and it's that radio voice. Yeah, boo me. house. Uh, um, boo house music, and like there are levels with booze in it, and for whatever reason, boo booze <laughs> in it, and for whatever reason, I feel like. Because the background is so like cool yeah. and unique, that I wish it had a unique theme yeah. to yes. go along with it. Because I don't really—it's not scary, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But it, it is. It looks so neat. They paired it up with like some Debussy or something. Like, oh yeah, it'd be really good. Oh, yeah, huh? like really like tranquil and like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like the end of Ocean's Eleven. Sure. Let's do a Mario level that's oh, themed like the end of Ocean's Eleven. Oh yeah, what, what, I like that contrast too of like Mario running and being very active with a slower yeah. sort of dreamlike symphonic, symphonic, you know, song. I like that too. I wonder if maybe we'll get some of that kind of vibe in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That that be game cool. is so I'm so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait I to see what wait. is in that game. Talking flower for Smash, right? Oh, yes, that's right. Annoying yes. talking flower. Gosh, I wish they I wish they could just also just trickle out more Smash updates just randomly. Like, yes, like elephant be so Mario funny. costume oh, for Mario yeah, would be yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Uh so that's my that's my first Nintendo night. Mark, would you like to give us a Nintendo Night? Yeah, I'll go next. Mine is actually also from the Super Mario Brothers series, but mine is from the original Super Mario... Well, not the original. It's like from Super Mario Brothers in All-Stars. So in Super Mario All-Stars, they remade the games and uh, changed the graphics and all that kind of stuff to make it more appropriate, I guess. Although, you know, like uh, uh, take advantage of the Super Nintendo hardware. And in Super Mario Brothers for the NES... World 3 takes place at night. So it's all just like black background and everything. Right. But what they did for the All-Stars version is it still takes place at night, but they put like a layer of snow on everything and it's not yeah. they're not slippery. It's just like atmosphere it's just like atmospheric. So put like a layer of snow and then in the like the background instead of just being a plain black uh background, it is uh like colored like multicolored like twinkling lights like almost like stars mm. that are blinking in the background but they're it's almost it has a very like christmas feel to me and yeah. i just remember playing because th- those are the all-star versions we had a nintendo entertainment system but like i played the most of those first three mario games on all-stars on the super nintendo awesome so those versions of the games are those like originals to me yeah and so i just remember being a kid and you know uh just loving that the atmosphere of World 3 and the All-Stars version of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and it, that's so much improved on the just, like, straight black background from uh, the, the NES version. Um, I, I, while, like, going through, because I wanted to get, like, some some old pulls in this, too, uh, and a lot of NES games, especially, like, in the sort of, like, overlap with the Nintendo arcade era, just do have a black background. Like, does Donkey Kong take place at night? Like, <laughs> oh, maybe it right. does. Like, it's, oh, right. It's hard yes. to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It just yeah. It seems like it's just dark. Yeah. Um, uh, but... <laughs> It's uh it, that that's always how it read to me in Super Mario Brothers, where it's like, oh, this is just one of the ways that the NES can deal with the concept of a background is just a, a black background, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot more apparent in um, the All Stars version that you're seeing nighttime. It's a choice. Yeah. Gosh, I love that too, and I and I and I do even love it in the original NES version where I think they palette swap all of the like trees to like white, white, yeah, and it just gives it this like like. It just really pops on on your TV. Like suddenly, you're just like, "Oh, everything's different now." Yeah, like, I love that. That's great. I've, I don't think I've ever seen it in All Stars. Oh, it's really like uh, it looks really cool. It's another one where, like, going back to it, you're like, "I I know that there's not that many variations on the music in this game, uh-huh. <laughs> you know." But like, it's another one where you, you wish that it had a little more like uh, atmospheric music yeah, to go totally. with it instead of just yeah. the Mario ground theme. But um, yeah, it, it's a it's a cool like visual change, and I just like that has like the snow on it, but it's not like it's not slippery. It's just there to right. make it like yeah. visually different. 
There's nothing worse in a Mario game than when you get into an icy level. <laughs> it's oh, sure, slippery. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to well, be able to control actually, my guy. There is something worse. What is it? Wind. Wind. Oh, wind. In yeah. Super yeah. Mario lost Bros. Levels. Two lost levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> anytime they're like, you know, the guy you love controlling and making him like run around and jump, you can now no longer control yeah. him the yeah. way you like. Do you like feeling powerful? Well, guess what? Too yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Your first Nintendo night. Uh, so I, I think thinking of the concept of Nintendo nights, really, I started thinking about the consoles that I played the most, like at night. Here whether we go. it be sleepovers or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, it, it really to me was like the N sixty four and the GameCube. Though between those, I, in fact, I was even thinking, I don't think you you're supposed to play Wii at night. I think you're supposed to turn it off. <laughs> I don't, as the I don't sun think is going down, <laughs> it doesn't stay on at night. Yeah, I never. I don't think I ever played my Wii at night. It just seems like a sunshine huh. console. But uh, but GameCube uh, <laughs> has this great um, uh, uh, game called Eternal Darkness on it. Yes, which is um, a weird one. I think it's a first party game, but it's like uh, published by Nintendo. Yes. I, it was developed by uh, Silicon uh, Knights. Knights, yeah. Appropriately and enough for this episode. R- very appropriate for the episode. And it's it's a... Is it K-N-I-G-H? I, I think K- it is K-N-I-G-H. Not yeah. appropriate. Yeah, Throw yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, 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 Stricken yeah. from the record. Yeah. Uh, and basically, I think... Have you guys played Eternal I, I Darkness? I, okay. I, yeah. It is, it is the, a really weird sort of Resident Evil kind of clone that is um, aping off of a lot of Lovecraftian horror themes, uh, where you are this woman who's father has died and you're in his mansion and you're basically going to different rooms and you start reading journal entries and books and at which point that sucks you into that story you play through that story and however the outcome of your playthrough in that story goes shapes the world around you there's like a lot of different endings to the game but really it's just the game is like scary but more than scary it's kind of just disturbing like right the vibe right. of it just makes you feel uneasy it's not necessarily things are jumping out at you and popping out at you but but it's just the, the it's vibe a psychological it. horror kind of thing yeah right? and this was also uh, a great one to play at night in real life because um it had all these like quirks to uh it had an insanity meter and when your insanity meter would fill up it would start doing things like turning the volume all the way down on your tv Very cool. oh, or whoa. like or like switching your input on your tv like it wasn't really doing it but it was it like pretending it would just make it look like it. Uh-huh. yeah yeah like or, doing a little metal gear yes, a solid a uh, little psychomantis exact psychomantis stuff abound and then like or it would like change your character avatar to like a skeleton or like weird stuff to make you think that your console was screwing up or messing up um and like uh, I never beat that game. I always thought I would someday, but just the memory of that is just—it just has this. It's like Metal Gear Solid Two. It just has this really uh, pronounced uh, yeah. uh, thing just, in my memory. Where just I'm like, like a, a place there. Yeah, where it's, I'm just yeah. like, oh, and I always, yeah, I'll think about Eternal Darkness forever. So That's Eternal Darkness like. has one of the all-time best subtitles: uh, Sanity's Requiem. Requiem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little game, and it's also just. Uh, one of my favorite things Nintendo will do every now and then is they'll just surprise you with something they've never done before and they'll never do again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. and uh, GameCube was a good time for that, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's where, like, uh, is it Geist? Geist? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's uh-huh. one of my favorite. It's 
probably my favorite Nintendo console for that reason of just like Mario's going to prison. Luigi yeah, is yeah. is the main character of this console for some reason. Yeah, like we launch with just the Luigi game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it, uh, F- links a cartoon. We're giving Sega F Zero. Right. Like just like really weird choices. Just because it was like the last time where Nintendo was like. They were on the the end of trying to actually just, like, compete with Sony. Instead of, you know, in the Wii era, they were like, actually, we're just doing our own thing now. That's where I think they stopped. Because the GameCube was kind of a failure, right? Right, yeah. And it's like they were trying to market it to teens, and and, and it just didn't work. So they were like, you know, the Wii is like, you know what? No, we're... We're marketing to grandma now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank God for that. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny that uh, you guys, that you mentioned, mentioned Metal Gear Solid and like Psycho Mantis with Eternal, uh, Eternal Darkness because I think Silicon Knights also developed the uh, Twin Snakes, the GameCube oh, version. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Of, that's great. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's very cool. That's cool. Just a weird little I used to own thing. that. I did too. It goes and I'm for like $20 million. Like, dollars. Oh, <laughs> no. Twin, Twin Snakes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm so bummed that Twin Snakes does not appear to be on uh, either the first Metal Gear Solid collection or the like rumored second one. That's a bummer. Why is it not there? It should yeah. be on the Switch version only. only. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That would be so amazing. I don't know why I would want it only to be there. <laughs> I think that would just be a cool move. It would be you know? a cool it move. Would be cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So me now? You now. You now. Me now. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh. We know it. We love it. There are, they're adding tracks to it all the time. One of those tracks that they added from Mario Kart Tour, uh, it's called New York Minute. <laughs> Driving around New York City. It's based uh, on the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. It is, of course. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. It's, it's, it's na- yeah, after the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, uh, Double Double Toil and Trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it's named after that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's not even named after yeah. no, Mary-Kate and Ashley <laughs> Olsen. No, it's just something that they say offhand in the movie. <laughs> oh, got it. Because, yeah. I mean, there is a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. I name know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's New York at night, New York City at night. Um, and, I mean, first of all, uh, so much of this track takes place in Central Park. And, like, to be in Central Park at night... <laughs> what a joy. Yeah, yeah. In a car? In a ca- yes, or on a bike. <laughs> or on the back of, like, a, a wiggler or something yeah, uh-huh. with wheels on it. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I uh, you know, I'm kind of, like, hit or miss on the on the city tracks. Um, but New York Minute is, like, one that feels genuinely, like, fun to me. Um, and it's got, <laughs> there are these posters up everywhere for, uh, it, it, there's a, a picture of Donkey Kong and it says Donkey Kong best musical. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if that's the name of the show, uh, but I want to see it so badly. Donkey Kong best musical. Awesome. Uh, I love that. So New York minute, uh, is, is going to be my second Nintendo night. Well, I'm I'm assuming that your picks and uh, your and my picks won't like continue to kind of like echo each other through the entire list. But I also am going to go with the Mario Kart uh, track next. And so mine comes from uh, Mario Kart Wii, although I think it's been in tour and actually showed up in Wave Five of uh, on of the booster course passes on or boost. You get it on Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, but it is actually now I'm gonna double check that I oh Moonview Highway yeah which is the one where um you're driving kind of in like a as a honestly as a Mario Kart track 
not that great, in my opinion. Because, like, it has, like, the toad highway thing where, at least on Wii, where, like, cars are, you know, like, yeah, also on the you. road. Yeah. And the layout of the track is kind Some of... Some of the cars are giant bombs, Some too. of them are giant bombs. <laughs> Who let these things on the road? Yeah. What kind of license yeah. do you need to drive one of these bomb cars? I know. Like, what is the DMV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's C-class licenses, right? right? Right, And maybe there's a B-class license. For bombs. For bombs, bomb, yeah. Uh-huh. For bomb. Uh-huh. But uh, the, the track itself, you know, like... Um, uh, it's kind of like a square, but at the top, when you go into the city, it's like a squiggle. But yep. otherwise, it's, you know, like, so as a track, it's not that great. But I love the aesthetics of it and, like, the feeling of it. Because you're driving in this, like, wooded canyon yeah. for the majority of it yeah. on this, like, uh, freeway. And then you enter this really vibrant, you know, like, city at night where there's all this neon and everything. And you're then you go back out into, you like, you know, go through a tunnel essentially and then back out into the right then you're back um, out on the, like the interstate or whatever exactly and i just i like to me that's like a dream um uh road trip like oh. that whole sort of like a- aesthetic of it i feel that's like it's true. Just, like, so beautiful there yeah. is something like very satisfying in the road trip when you are like going through or going around a city that's not part of your destination. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, there's there's something very where you're like, uh, are we, like, getting a little bit of, like, the local color? Are we absorbing yeah. it a little bit? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, do we know what Nashville's like? Not really. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but we I've been there. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to actually do another GameCube title. Okay. This one is of the Smash variety. This mm-hmm. is Super Smash Melee, and this is this is a Nintendo night, not in the sense of it's nighttime in the game, but um, I had when I got when I went to college, we the game you know the GameCube had been long dead by the time I was going or whatever, mm-hmm. and and uh, at some point you know. Um, you know, we'd all turn 21, me and my group of friends, and we we're all going to the bars constantly, mm-hmm. whatever, doing doing our nighttime activities. At some point, somebody got a GameCube and Super Smash Melee and four controllers. Right. And it took over everything. It was like, we now we'd go to the bar and just pounding whiskey Cokes and smoking cigarettes inside, <laughs> indoors, <laughs> And at the end of where, the night, where, where were, where Denton, Texas, okay, yes. Denton, Texas, University of Texas, uh, UNT, we would all, 2 a.m., head back over to my place, <laughs> and we'd play Smash to like 4 or 5 in the morning, and we did this like every other night <laughs> for a year. Yeah. Like, we got so into it. Um, we were like, we would like go after each other and turn, it was like, it was like a constant, um, sort of like championship always running. Like who yeah. was taking the crown? People would get better and they would, they would surpass everyone. And then we'd, someone would surpass them. And like, um, it just, it, it totally reshaped my, the, my whole thinking on smash, my whole thinking on video games and what they could be. And I was never a kid who played a lot with other kids games. So this was a big deal. Yeah. Um, so that is my Nintendo night memory yes. from the, from a non, from the corporeal game. world. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like so much that like my, my favorite video game memories in general are like those social experiences mm-hmm. yeah. that you have with mm-hmm. them. And that sounds like so much fun. Who was your main in oh, Melee? My main was, um, 
Falco. And does that carry through to today? No, because they changed Falco after Melee. They changed a lot go. of characters Here after Melee. Here we go. <laughs> um, well, I mean, straight up, like, like Fox was my main in, in the original, and then they mm-hmm. changed Fox a little bit. They made him a little weaker or that, something. That was my experience with Pikachu. Pikachu yes. was my main in 64, and yeah. then in Melee. Here just, we go. Just, yeah. wasn't, just, just, just wasn't the same. But I, I, I delight in the changes, to, to be fair. Yes. Like, I like that, like, oh, my main in this game is different than my main in this game. But Falco just had this great down A... Um, he could just spike people really easily, yeah. and that kind of went away. But yeah, it was always Falco, Link. Um, you know, I was kind of boring. I like the f- Fox and Link. I feel like are boring mains to have because they're yeah, they're they're like, uh, but they're they're boring mains to have. But they're because yeah, you're yeah. doing like a little square thing with your uh, yeah. fingers. They're like they're like Venn, they're like they like touch. They're like Venn diagrams of each other. One's fast and sort of weaker. One's slower and strong. Yeah, well, and just like the archetype of like. You like dashing around has a gun has yeah. a sword. Where yeah, you're just like those right. are like the basic like those are the me fighters. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, for sure. So um, it's 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 that kind of uh, memory, that kind of uh, like playing it every night with friends that makes me wish that we. Uh, didn't do a fighting game night at Connor's once a year. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, sure. Where, where we had like all these different game stations set up, and there are like thirty people there. It's a huge event. Yeah, yeah if yeah. it were just like a regular like Friday night thing, totally. and it's always just Smash Ultimate or something. Oh, you know what I mean? We're what like, a time that would be. It would be what a time that would yeah, be. Yeah. Well, and I and I, I was also thinking about this on the drive up here that um. I was like, what What was I drinking when I was playing? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the Nintendo Slumber Party soda? Yeah. And I, and I was, and I decided, <laughs> you guys can feel free to disagree. I love this. I decided it's Coca-Cola. Yeah. Classic. Classic Coke. Co- co- yeah. Classic Coca-Cola, red, Nintendo red. It just, they kind of mm-hmm. go together. Whereas Mountain Dew is Xbox. I feel like Mountain Dew. Oh, for sure. And I think Xbox. the popularity of Mountain Dew as like gamer fuel came from Halo a little bit. So, I think like, so, too. Yeah, like, I, I buy that. I don't know what PlayStation's is. Bombay Sapphire. (laughs) (laughs) My next Nintendo night. uh, I remember I was talking before about uh, how most like early Nintendo games just had this black background. And you're like, does this take place at night? Um, I had that thought regarding the game Balloon Fight. Oh, um, oh, but yeah. then I went back into it, and there are stars twinkling in the background. Balloon Fight absolutely takes place at night. Oh, wow. Which makes what these maniacs <laughs> are up to even stranger. No, yeah. they're deviants yeah. now. They're just straight up deviants. Yeah, yeah. Straight yeah. Up Those are hooligans. Deviants. Yeah. Okay, like, imagine the middle of the day, there's someone, like, flying around with two balloons, uh, and he's trying to pop someone else's balloons with, yeah. like, the spiky beak mask yeah, that he's wearing. Yeah, right. And, and you're like, do you know what? As long as they're done by 10, it's fine. Yeah, it's right, fine. right. As long as I can go to sleep. <laughs> but then you start to see some, like, storm clouds gathering, and you're like, that's gonna be lightning from those clouds. I hope they avoid those. And then the sun goes down, and there's a giant fish, and they're out over the ocean. Oh my like, Gosh. They uh, it's it's truly some like Mad Max uh, stuff where they're flying yeah. around the night sky <laughs> yeah. with these balloons and these crazy masks, uh, and it just like I would love to see that realized in like a modern <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, totally. aesthetic. Totally. Uh, these crazy guys flying around at night with their balloons. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Do you think they could remake Balloon Fight, and we'd all like play it like? 
Is there a way to do it? Because yeah. mechanically, it's just so fun. I feel like, do you mean like as a standalone game? Because I feel like in like a Nintendo Land type like yeah. compilation for sure. That's I get maybe something like that or some way to play it modern. I guess I, you could just re-release it on NES. Yeah, maybe well, it is. <laughs> it, it is on the uh, NES on the NSO. Uh, NSO and... Yeah, but like there, if if it were built for, because there are so many ways that like you could make it just like, uh, oh, what's um. Uh, uh, queen, ki- killer queen. Like that, you could That's make it right. like killer queen. It's so similar. Yes. Um, yeah. Where like if you just have like teams of like five on five balloon fight. Right. Um. <laughs> like it could be awesome. Yeah. In like widescreen, so big widescreen. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, like I remember, like on the Wii, they remade like Excite Bike and like did right. it really yeah. well. And I, th- that's that's where I'm talking about. It's like a standalone. Ten twenty dollar. Oh thing. yeah, like a digital, just like game digital on the eShop. Totally. Yeah, I, I think it would be a really easy because it's also like basically. Yeah, it's. I, I think it would be a, a perfect like thing to yeah. repackage as like a competitive yeah. game. And you know, Balloon Fight has its like two player mode in it where like I, I believe it's just one on one at that point, or maybe it's like the two of you against like all the little computer guys. But like yeah. team play right. in Balloon Fight. Would be genuinely awesome. Yeah, that and that and Bomberman multiplayer. Yes. I feel like those two would work really well as just standalone little things. Yeah, and like the quicker yeah. they could, uh, the more they could like eliminate time between matches. Yeah. like the better. If it was just like, go go go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mark. All right, my next pick um, comes from Animal Crossing: mm. New Horizons. Uh oh. And I so I just, I narrowed it in on seven p.m. That's that's where I'm deciding that okay. uh, it, because look there are like certain joys. Is that when the music starts to get just like a little funky? It does start uh-huh. getting like a little funky, and like yeah. they're like they bring in like the percussion mm-hmm. a little bit more because <laughs> the you know there are joys of playing Animal Crossing at like three in the morning, mm. right? And yeah. uh, you know there's a couple of villagers around, a couple, um, but for the most part everything's closed and it's just kind of a time to like fish or do whatever you're gonna do. But 7 p.m. I feel like is like the sweet spot. You get like the little funkier music. <laughs> the villagers are still out and about. Everybody's ready to party, yeah. have a good time. The shops are open. That's my that's my ideal. Yeah, like, yeah the shops are open, uh-huh. but like okay, all right. But it, but it's nighttime. That. You got yeah. you know like uh, if it's a uh, event or holiday or something, you got the special lights going. Like um, I I think nighttime in Animal Crossing is like my preferred time. Whoa! But I, totally. but, but I don't like it when everything's like closed. Yeah, when there's right? nothing. And to so do. it's like, exactly yeah. yeah. And so I just feel like that like those like perfect few hours in there are um my favorite time from that game. Um, I was gonna say Animal Crossing. Or yeah. I, that was one of the ones I was weighing. If we had gone to five, I might you know whatever yeah. six. Or I might yeah, have done yeah. Animal. But that's true. I I also love uh, it's it's yeah. it was on my maybe pile as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there are so many like unique things that happen at night. Sure. Um, the the thing that I had pulled out specifically was um, that you'll, sometimes you'll see Celeste on your island. Um, she's like the pink owl who's like a stargazer. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then you would know that there'd be shooting stars that night. And when there's a shooting star and you see it, you push the little button to like make a wish. Yeah. And then there would be star fragments on the beach the next morning. Yeah. Um, it's just like. There's something that feels like uh, magical about because it doesn't always happen, right? Um, and Animal Crossing is is the king of like this neat thing doesn't always happen, which can yeah. make it also frustrating. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I I really enjoyed um, that they incentivized you to come back at night. Yeah, and there's like p- that's when you uh, 
get like the Poe fragments too, right? Yeah. Is oh, because sometimes there will be like the Poe on the beach that uh, you need to put their body back together. <laughs> I think it's his soul. <laughs> his I think soul it's his soul. Yeah. yeah, soul makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it has a body. Is, my, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, my next one. I was going to talk about. Pokemon a little bit. Ooh, oh, please love do. it. Which yeah. is like at some point, definitely not in Gen One, but I think it was in Gen Two. I think it was the next game they started doing day night, mm. um, and that was where you could catch different Pokemon at night versus during the day. Yes, and specifically, I remember like Hoot Hoot being one of my favorite design. It's the owl Pokemon, mm-hmm. and always wanting to always wanting to get that hoot hoot you know what i mean yeah. like and and wanting to wait till nighttime well cuz it was a uh, it was a real clock right it was a real clock so right. you had to play at day versus night also frustrating mm-hmm. also caused a lot of gamers to turn their clocks forward and backwards a ton to right. like just like animal that. crossing yep just like animal crossing but um just that like that new mechanic feeling so profound and i don't even know if i really I don't I don't I think I don't like real clock mechanics, I think, for the most mm, part. Yeah. I think I just I like the Zelda, you know, uh-huh. it, every half hour it's like yeah, nighttime you've done, like, or half whatever. A day, yeah. Um but I do, but I still have a fond memory of that. Like first like time Pokemon Switch. And it might not be in Gen Two, it might be in a later one, but I my memory is Gen Two specifically with I, that. I do I remember it being early. Yeah, with um, that character. But yeah, that 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 was like reflecting the real world uh, right. clock, right. which like, yeah, for you know playing video games as like an adult or yeah. like anyone with a schedule, right. it's like there are just times where you can't play. <laughs> totally, totally, um, yeah. But it left a strong first impression. Yes, totally, yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Marky, it looks like you've done some research on Hoot Hoot. What is, I just I just googled Hoot Hoot because yeah. I wasn't familiar with this yeah. Pokemon and. Um, First, let me preface this by saying it makes sense. I just hadn't considered the canonical weight of a hoot hoot is forty seven pounds. What? Which just seems hefty. Yeah. How does, it, how does it fly? I don't know that it does. It must be bigger than I'm thinking it is. It says the the height is two feet four inches. Oh. So like half a toad mascot costume. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Roughly. Give or yeah. take. And so again, it half like, my German shepherd. It makes is that, right, yeah, and it yeah, like yeah. makes sense because you know you have they're like big dogs, right? And even like a medium sized dog is what like thirty pounds or something. Yeah. I guess sure. I, I just imagined. But birds in my are head, different. <laughs> when I imagine like weighing Pokemon in my hands, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I just don't imagine them being that hefty. I would you know have what guessed I mean? eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I would not want to stumble across a hoot hoot that is 47 pounds in real life, but boy, I loved them in those games. A bald eagle weighs 6.6 to 14 pounds. See, that's right. So 47. But uh, we're we're talking four eagles here. You're telling me that thing is the size of four eagles? But a bald eagle isn't really like involved in hand-to-hand combat (laughs) with other animals, right? Maybe if it was, it would would have I had some uh, folders in elementary school that (laughs) would disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, sure, (laughs) sure. They're definitely involved in hand-to-hand combat and ripping a basketball. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if those salmon were 47 pounds, then maybe the... the, Eagle would have to evolve to be bigger as well. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that, that that's probably right. Um, well, that's a great pick. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, so my my next one was going to be Animal Crossing. So I got to pivot here. Ooh. Uh, did, did you have a specific time? I was just wondering if we. No, it was oh, okay, it was yeah. it was the 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 event of uh, a Celeste and the, the oh the yeah shooting yeah that's a great one. Um, let's see. Uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save my my pivot for uh for for my final pick. Um, cause uh my my fourth one here I gotta look. WarioWare Gold. Whoa. One of the great WarioWare games on 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 the 3DS. I think the best one. Um, it just has so many uh, different games like jammed into it, and so many like different ways that it presents those games to you. One of them is a mode called the Sneaky Gamer, um, wherein you play as Nine Volt, um, the little kid who's obsessed yeah. with like classic video games, and he's playing his DS in bed, um, and so it like serves serves up these games to you over and over again. But uh, you have to watch on the top screen because your mom can come in at any time to check to see if you are sleeping or not. Um, and if she comes in, you have to push <laughs> L and R to hide under the covers and pretend to sleep. Right. Uh, which pauses your game. Um, and <laughs> as, as long as she doesn't see you awake, you can keep playing games. Um, if she sees you awake and you're not pretending to sleep, then, you know, you get but she turns into a demon and like <laughs> the game is over. Um and it's so much fun yeah. to have to, like, because, you know, uh, uh, WarioWare is always about, like, uh, kind of dealing with too much stimulus at once, right? Where you're like, uh, oh, I got to play this game. Now I got to play this game. Now I got to play this game. And uh, in Sneaky Gamer, you also have to multitask to watch this top screen, which is happening in real time all the time, to, like, uh, read the clues and be like, is she going to – because she can pop out of the TV. Right. <laughs> she, can, yeah. she can walk by your window outside and break the window. Yeah. Um, but sometimes someone's walking by and it's just like an old man and his wig falls off. <laughs> um, so, like, it's, a, it's just such a cool little layer. And I, I love just, you know, playing with the concept of, like, uh, you're playing games when, like, you're not supposed to. Uh, playing games at night. Yeah, that's um, fun. Also, if you do too much pretending to sleep, he actually falls asleep. <laughs> which I think is so that's funny. So funny. Um, that like he's got like a little meter that goes down. Um, that like no, he probably should be sleeping because it's nighttime. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that that that's my next Nintendo night. That is a really fun one. Uh, my next one also comes from Mario. I'm just kidding. No, what? Uh, <laughs> I'd have been furious. <laughs> um, uh, so my next pick. I felt like uh, it was a little bit of a cheat, but I do feel it deeply to just say, like, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom at Night. I was wondering if we were going to bring it up. I think it's fair. Honestly, like, the uh, talking about games with, like, day-night cycles and um, just, like, the world of Hyrule and being able to go into the different towns or different areas and... You know, like, people uh, going about their days or, like, sleeping or, like, you know, just, like, all that stuff. And the uh, Hyrule in certain areas is just, like, so peaceful and beautiful at Mm, night in a way that's different from the game. So, I but I chose to narrow it down to one, like, specifically. And to me, like, uh, Hateno Village at night, especially in Breath of the Wild, I think is just, like, such a, like... The music changes and, again, is, like, a little more just, like, um, I don't know, like, a little more... Because Hateno Village is never like popping, but just like feels more appropriate for right. like evening hours. Yeah. And it's just like a little like softer. Yeah. More would, delicate. Would you want to live at Hateno of I all think the I of would. All the, Yeah. Well, Hateno in Breath of the Wild or Hateno in uh, Tears of the Kingdom? The Breath of the Wild. I'm not crazy about mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. I do, so sure. like, um, yeah. Uh, did you do all of that stuff in, in Hateno? <laughs> in Tears of the Kingdom? 
Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of stuff you have to do at night because, like, people are sneaking around and you got to, like, follow them into place. Have you done this? Uh, right, yet, right. Yeah. I think so. This is the – remind me of the little – So it's quest. the mayoral – and uh, there's like the fashion yes, person yeah. and yes, all of yes, that. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and you have uh-huh. to cook that thing to get the. No. You get. Uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of little things that you have to do, but there's like. Oh, you, yes. You're sneaking around. You're like up on a thing. You're looking down at the yeah. woman who goes in. And yes, she sneaks exactly. into the room. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you're trying to. Yeah. It, yeah. But like both mayoral candidates like yeah. have a secret. I and that's love what, like, ties the them fashion together. stuff. It is really it's funny. So it's really funny. Yeah. yeah. And getting that big dumb hat when you finish <laughs> yes. it. So I love good. the big dumb uh-huh. hat. Yeah. And how it changes like Link's hair and his makeup. and It's so good. The best. It almost makes up for the fact that you don't have to go full femme to get into uh yeah. Gerudo village almost it oh, almost makes up right for that. right yeah. yeah they they really subverted that gerudo's whole yeah. thing uh-huh. they made it way different and yeah wow um but yeah that's i mean the the knights in uh in hateno definitely feel like more akin to the sort of like tranquility of the rest of, especially in in Breath of the Wild. Sure, actually, um, maybe I would live game. in. Sorry, maybe I'd live in Tarrytown. That's I was another one yeah. that's really good because Tarrytown is so like it's yeah. such a melting pot, you right? Get, you know, you get everybody in Tarrytown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like my husband and I would we would fit in great in Tarrytown. I think you know yeah, what I, mean? I would. Yeah, um, I, I think it would be good in town. Uh, I think Kakariko or whatever is like yeah. is like too much going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just, you'd have a lot of frame rate pro- problems every day. <laughs> well, I also feel <laughs> like Kakariko is like too. It's I think it's a little too provincial for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like there's not enough. There's not enough people. Not enough going on. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I think the only town genuinely that I wouldn't want to live in uh, is uh, the Goron City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, no, I don't, no, 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 no. First of all, no, no. too much lava. <laughs> yeah. I don't, totally. I don't, I don't want to risk that. Totally. Also, like. You like sure you could live there if you're wearing like the yeah, uh, flame, flame breaker, breaker armor or something. But it's like that's like a lot of work. Or I'm always gulping down <laughs> fireproof lizards. Like yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, that sounds that sounds terrible. I think I could like because I like cold weather. I think I could probably do the birds. Oh, the Rito. I think yeah. that would yeah. be awesome. That I would mean, be really fun. you're like your butt would look amazing going up oh, and down totally the stairs all the totally. time. Totally. Your it kind of reminds me like Oregon. Um. But yeah, just like I mean, really, just both those games at night, uh, yeah. just like some really incredible, just like vistas and moments to take in. Totally. I mean, probably of all the ones we mentioned, some of the best looking night. Oh, for yeah, sure. totally. yeah. yeah. I was yeah. so curious if someone was going to bring up Zelda. Uh, and as long as we're on the subject of those Zelda games at night, let's talk about the Blood Moon. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. It only happens at night, uh-huh. uh, and like sometimes you can see the Blood Moon like starting to rise at like ten o'clock or something. And yeah, you're like, right. Oh no. <laughs> uh, are you ever? So, so, so sometimes I'm battling like a Talus or something, or uh, just some big tough enemy, and I can see the Blood Moon uh-huh. rising, and I'm yeah. like, well, why do I? And I, yeah. I slay the thing, and it's like eleven thirty. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. about to come back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm always. I feel like I'm always gliding when it happens. Uh-huh. I'm like, and I'm always. Yeah. I, every time I go, is it gonna glitch out? I know. Knock no, me I, down. If nope. Every no, time it, I'm just. Every time it's fine, but I, I have but, that same fear yeah. every time. Like, yeah. What's gonna happen if I'm in the air? Especially <laughs> if I'm really trying to go like get somewhere really far. Yeah, and I'm right. like, yeah. On my way there. Yeah. Um, I'm not about to give anything away here, but have you experienced the change in the blood moon in Tears of the Kingdom? No. Next time, uh, the. So, Mark, Free- I'm not sure where you, where you are in, in, in the game. I can uh, tell you. Jeremy, well, tell me. 
I've done all of the regional <laughs> uh-huh. things. Oh, okay, yeah. I've done all of the memories tiers. Okay, did you go to the Hyrule Castle after doing the, the four? Um, no, because I think yeah. my gut was telling me that th- we're going to get into endgame stuff at that point. You are not getting into endgame stuff yet. Oh, great. If you head to the castle. Like, okay, great. It, I mean, it's kind of, but it's a very long road to endgame. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, but after that... So I should do that. Then. Should do that, okay, yes, great. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, after what happens in the castle... The blood moon like cutscene changes. Oh, oh! So you haven't done this either, then? Well, he has, I but you probably just skip the blood moon, right? Like I do. I skip the yeah. Oh, yeah. you okay? Great. Yeah, great. That's interesting. I did Ooh, not realize that. Cool. I like, actually, I got something spoiled for me pretty early, which is a bummer. But I won't um, say what it is. But it's yeah. like something that happens later. Oh. But. Um, I am, um, yeah, I'm just a little bit, I know this is, we're way off topic now, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit ahead of where you are because right. I've done all the regional right. things and then got all the tiers and then I did the next, the next like, mission, like, the next like two missions. Did you do, did you get up, full, you guys fully upgrade your tablet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, did yeah. you guys get all the map underground? No, oh, I have no, not done not that yet. Close. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. I, I, that's what I did after the four regionals was I went down underground. Got it. I started just hunting oh. all the armor. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. I want to get every costume and blah, 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 blah. So have you, <laughs> okay, wait, have you done the, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you done the, the, uh, uh, I always forget what the, there's an actual word for it, but like the mazes. Have you done all of the, the uh, labyrinths? I've done the labyrinths. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the labyrinths, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think in this game are really cool. Oh, cool. Cause yeah. I, I, I remember not loving them in Breath of the Wild. So like, I, they I mean, I will feel say kind of similar. The, the, yeah. the like labyrinth itself, especially on the ground, is, is you're like it's not that different, but it is the accumulation of like the pieces of the labyrinth. Oh, cool! That especially the first time you do it, I thought was really cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of made the mistake of like the the first one I did, yeah, well, like really cool, and then uh, I beat the game, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go like start just checking stuff off. Yeah, and I did two the other two labyrinths like back to back, and by the end of the last one, I was like, enough with the labyrinth. But you, sure. you, you get a cool uh, suit of armor. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited to to do that but i but i remember like finding several labyrinths and being uh, like hi. i'm saving the don't want to yeah, do them right yeah. now yeah i can't be derailed from my goal in this moment <laughs> it's to go it's so easy to do it's very easy to do that's yeah. the whole game it's what just a great derailed. game yeah, yeah. Great i took game. a big break and to mm. play final fantasy 16 yeah and i Have... hate that game <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks that i did that <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah yeah uh jeremy your next nintendo night yes my next nintendo night is um going to be uh the rev- well it is mother 3 oh. new pork city Tell I'm us not, about New yeah, Pork City. I haven't City played Mother 3 at all. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have probably played the Smash level of New Pork City, right? Yes. It is the giant metropolis. It's one of the bigger maps that they have, and it's all at night. It's basically New York City, but it's like Mother 3's version of mm-hmm. it, um, where there's like it's like pig-themed, because it's all New Pork City. And, um, yeah, so basically in Mother 3... Um, most people won't ever get a chance to play it because it's not available. But if you happen to come across an English patch translation of it, you go through most of that game. It's it's actually compared to Mother to Earthbound fairly linear um, or feels a lot more linear, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot more like story focused. 
uh, and there's a breaking point where at some point you've like done all the things you can do, and there's like take this like limousine to New Pork City, and if you choose to do that, it's like you can't go back, kind of a thing. It's like, but once mm. you get there, it sort of like takes you through the end of the game, and it just has this like incredible like like Im- like it just leaves a strong impression on you like you get yeah. there and it's like suddenly the entire palette is at night everything is different it's it's a, it everything is pastoral beforehand and it's yeah. like you finally get to the big city and there's so much to do and on the GBA it's like they just had like giant sprites abound like here's a giant statue you're running around and and like all, like the the design of it's great it's like kind of carnivalesque too where you can play a lot of mini games there and yeah it's just it just it it gives you this sense of just like this game is infinite like there's just <laughs> so much happening and right. uh and it's very not that which so it's like a it's a clever sort of design technique to be like you know you're basically on rails in this game until yeah. you're kind of opens up to this big city and um and so that's why and so after playing it i was like oh that smash level is actually really clever because that's how it feels it feels that big it feels like this is the biggest part of the game there's so much going on and like and like i love it because it like takes that whole map and just zooms it out in a way Mm -hmm. and smashed where you can see the whole thing and see what's going on there and but yeah, it is. It is. You just put I some maniacs that. in balloons yes. in that space. <laughs> yes, you got Ab- yourself a game. Absolutely, you put some Mario Karts through there, racing <laughs> around. But yeah, Mother Three, I strong recommend anyone who wants to give it a shot. But specifically, that moment is just so profound. And then, of course, the music is incredible, just the best. And yeah, I, yeah, I love those moments in games where, uh, and I wonder if there's like a, a, a term for it, where like. Um, you realize there's more, or you yeah. realize there's like a different, like it, it, uh, akin to diving into the depths in uh, Tears of the Kingdom for the first oh, time. Oh yeah, where you're like, oh wait, there's like another dimension of this that I didn't, yes, I yeah. didn't know or didn't expect. Totally. Um, I, I you know I think about like uh, leaving Midgar in the original Final Fantasy VII, oh, where yeah. it's just like, oh, there's a world out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the game is out here. Yeah. 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 And the remake is like, no, no. That's the best. That's the best. I mean, you guys saw the trailer for the remake 2 or whatever. Where, uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It's like shows you running around the overworld. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Very excited. Very curious what that's going to be. Boy, I sure ha- hope no one from Final Fantasy 16 worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do not like that game. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're coming out so close to each other. Like, yeah. it would be it would be unlikely that there yeah, would be overlap totally, those teams. Totally. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to me. <laughs> uh, New Pork City, great pick. New Pork. Um, all right. Final picks now. Final picks. Wow. We're, we're on our, our, our final rounds. Then we can do on, honorable mentions if we want to. Sure. Um, I got a simple one for the end here. Ooh. Uh, the very first time you put The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time into your Nintendo 64, Gosh. and you turn it on, and there is this tranquil attract screen um, that is just Link riding Epona at night, and the chillest music you will ever <laughs> so hear beautiful. in your life, and which doesn't get reused through the course of the game. Like yeah. it's it, that's the only time you hear it, um, and like is not a super like common thing in a Zelda game to have this like because it is it's tone setting in a way that um, you know Mark the la- last time you and I were like digging deep into what the individual Zelda games mean or like, I forget exactly what the conversation revolved around, but we were talking about how like 
sad Ocarina of Time is and how uh -huh. it's all like focused around what you lose as you age and like how giving up childhood is like something that you have to do to achieve great things. Um, and uh, the title screen hits those beats of melancholy um, in a way that like you don't realize is happening the first like seven hours playing this game, right? Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's just such a, a, a tranquil, you're seeing Hyrule Field, Link's riding a horse, there's the moon, yeah. it rules. Yeah, what a, like, best game ever made. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, like, like what might a, be. What, yeah. a, what a crazy, like, also how interesting for that to be the attract screen. Yes. Because, right, it's like, you're putting that in for the first time, and uh, this is the first, like, 3D Zelda game. And, like, what a, like, statement of purpose. You know, what an interesting statement of purpose. Yeah. That that is what they choose to yeah. uh, use to kind of, like, introduce you to what this game is. Yeah. Because it's, it's so not... confident. Yes. That yeah. choice so is so confident. confident. And it's like, the last time you saw Link, it was Link to the Past. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked like this. <laughs> yeah. Now? Yeah. You look like a bunch of little blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you yeah. look like a bunch of triangles, I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's uh, it's insist insistence on, like, just Link riding a horse through a field. It's not, like, the, the iconography of the, like, title screens of many of the other games are, like, um, uh, you know, the, the, the great ocean, uh, mm -hmm. the, the great sea in Wind Waker, um, or, oh, like, the, yeah. uh, the Master Sword in uh, most of, like, the early Zelda mm -hmm. games, right? Where it's, like... The, the focus is, like, some big supernatural thing or um, a weapon, right? And yeah. this is not that. This right. is a nighttime ride on a horse. Yeah. Um, no, like, triumphant theme no or anything to kind of, like, jazz yeah. you up. I don't know. It's just a – yeah, it is very cool. No the, enemies, it, no it, violence. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it very strange. It almost feels like now that you're saying that the encouragement is, like, you're going to be exploring in this yes. game. Yeah, it's, totally. It, like, combat is just one of the verbs. Mm -hmm. But, like, exploration is going to be a – maybe even a bigger one yeah which is really great and i feel like zelda works best when it because the combat has always been like sometimes great sometimes fine sometimes you know but sometimes like, both in the same game exactly yeah. but yeah. but the exploration you know is usually always great yeah in those yeah games, so. Also interesting that like when uh, the, I think that's so true and that when they were starting this new era of Zelda with Ocarina of Time, that's what they focused on. And then with Breath of the Wild, that again was the yes. focus yeah. of yes, like exactly. the game yep. was yep. that like yeah. uh, you can kind of like go anywhere. The world is so big. Right. Unlike Skyward Sword, <laughs> which is about swords. And we, we <laughs> yeah. know. I, I mean, which but is like, it like, is. Yeah. like yeah. combat was such a huge part of it. Right. And uh, which you're right. It's so interesting because like. I mean, I guess the breath, the combat in the Breath of the Wild, or like you know, in Tears of the Kingdom, is good. But I don't go to Zelda for like, yeah, satisfying yeah. like combat. It's like a little worse version of a Souls combat or something, mm -hmm. where sure. it's like it's like not quite as mechanically sound as like an Elden Ring, but it's serviceable enough to be fun. But I like building my ships. Right. You know, that's yeah. more what I yeah. enjoy doing. Well, I kind of just like. Running off in a direction, yes. like seeing what's over there. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Um, right. And I, I feel like that is what the attract screen from Ocarina of Time Ugh. promises. Uh, and like, I, you know, I don't know if uh, like that game is great, uh, and like the, uh, but the world is like ultimately so small. But for <laughs> the time, but it feels it, and it still feels yeah. big. Like, yeah, it felt very big. It also felt like this is cinema. Like yeah. we're doing <laughs> oh cinema gosh, now. Yeah. Like we have a we have a helicopter shot uh, coming uh, through the field, and 
Um, a lot of games. <laughs> that was a, a very popular thing to do at the time. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII, you mm-hmm. mentioned, is very cinematic. You know, I love that pick, and I didn't even think about it. It's uh, it's I, one of, yeah. it's it's one of the great uh, like uh, I have an Ocarina honorable mention, but mm. it wasn't the uh, start I see, screen. Yeah, see. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Just to go off topic for one more second. That's fine. Yeah. When you were talking about, you know, being able to just pick a direction and go in Zelda games, that made me think, in Tears of the Kingdom, uh, you know the, the guy who's, like, building the signs, or trying oh, to put the signs up? Addison, do I yeah. ever? Yeah. <laughs> I, does that ever, like, is there an end game to that, or can you just do that forever? Oh, I don't no, know. No, there, there's a finite number of them. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, got D- it. Is there, it's, like, 80 signs or Is something there like something that. fun to finishing them? Uh, I at some point, I've, his I've rewards not are yet. not worth it at all. Right, like, right, right. You've like yeah. gone you don't want those 20 you. rupees? <laughs> <laughs> or those like pies or whatever he's yeah. giving you? Every now and then, he, he will give you a bomb flower. Uh, yeah. like, I, I always need bomb flowers. But yeah, it, those are in short supply. They are, yeah. yeah. But that is good to know. I just wasn't sure if uh, it was like they just like randomly pop up no, forever in all time. Yeah, That's he, fun. He yeah. has a, a set number of spots where, where he's setting up signs. That's right, fine. Right. I've started using a lot more muddle buds. Okay. Uh, uh, on on arrows, just to like muddlebud. Yeah, muddlebud is a uh, a flower that you get in in the depths, uh, and when you either throw it at enemies or shoot them with an arrow, they become confused. Oh. So if you're like raiding a camp, or if it's one of those like where there's the big uh, yeah. like moblin and uh-huh. like the little yeah. guys like following him, um, you confuse him, and then he starts like attacking his guys. That's okay. That's oh, great. That's, that's great. cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. those in puffed rooms. Yeah, puff shrooms also very. Yeah. very I have good, done. Very effective. I've done a uh, embarrassing amount of little ex- uh, experimenting with the different mm-hmm. items and like oh, you arrows and stuff. Like, like some. Yeah. But if it's not clearly telegraphing to me what it's gonna oh, do, uh-huh. I've, yeah. I've like, well, that could be a finite resource. I don't know. Interesting. I'm gonna start doing that yeah, more you, because I hate coming butts. up on the rolling up on a team and just going in like. Here okay, we go. Here we go. I gotta whack <laughs> these guys. No, forever. you find the biggest guy. You throw a muddle yeah. butt at him. Yeah, that's he's good. confused. Now he's fighting on your side. That's so good and clever. Okay, good, great. Yeah. All uh, right, my yes. final pick. Yes. So my final pick comes from. You don't have any other questions about Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll come up. They'll come up. Don't worry. I'll yeah. interrupt right, to, right, right. Uh, right. to to check in on everybody's experiences. Um. Okay. So. Mine actually is not a Nintendo game, uh, <gasps> but I associate it greatly with Nintendo, and it's Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. And um, the part I wanted to talk about is like there's a moment in the game that's like this like campfire scene where like the Iconic, characters yeah. are like gathered around, and you've just like gotten Robo back. Um, so basically, what happens? I wrote it down because I want to get the details of this right. But basically, you're like you're helping a character at some point, like named Fiona who uh, asks you to go, like, kill a monster that's in the desert that she lives in. And after you do that, she's kind of, like, telling you, like, her dream is that eventually this will become a forest. And Robo, who's, like, the robot character, like, says, like, Robo's the most human of the characters in a lot of ways, (laughs) right? Like, that's the whole point. uh, And he's, like, knowing that that will basically be his next 400 years or whatever, he, uh, he says, like, yeah. And so he spends, like, 400 years... Uh, planting trees and kind of like maintaining this forest and then so you travel to the future and you know neither of them have survived really to see this dream become a reality but this giant forest has grown out of their work and um, you go to this like temple or shrine or sanctuary that's kind of in honor of them and you wake Robo up and it's a reunion for him after 400 years with kind of like all of his friends 
Just and waterfalls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, the, you know, after this, there's, like, a campfire scene where all the characters and Robo are, like, sitting around. And this is where... And it's, like, Luca, like, uh, like fixing him up? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think they... Yeah, I can't remember exactly. But, like, so they're, they're all there, and they're talking about, like, where these time portals have been coming from. And Robo, you know, like, um, thinks maybe, like talks about how memories are kind of a time like a, a version of time travel and how um you know like maybe it's not lavos lavos or whatever that mm. is creating these time portals maybe it's like grief or something yeah. like that yeah and um and so everybody's like talking and you know reuniting all that kind of stuff <clears throat> and then later that night uh luca kind of like wakes up and walks away from the group into the forest and there is a um, like a time portal there that she steps into, and it's a little bit different than the other time portals, which are usually in fixed places. This one just seems to like be there for the one time. Yeah. And she goes in, and she time travels to this part where she was like a little girl, and her mom was like is like working in this like factory, and her dress gets her mom's dress gets caught in a machine, and she gets pulled into the machine, and basically she, her like legs are uh, like ruined mm -hmm. she's not able to walk anymore and that's at that point like luca is that's where like luca I, one of her things like doesn't like machines doesn't trust machines right and then comes back through the time portal and robo is there and um robo is like like willing to give up their legs and will use treads so they can like so luke can give it to his mom it, it's just yeah. like and uh uh and so that's where, like, Luca begins to, like, trust, you know, like, machines yeah. and robots and all that kind of stuff after that. I don't know. It's just a – Chrono Trigger is such, like, a crazy game because it is on, like, the Super Nintendo. But – and so it just seems almost, like, childlike, you know, yeah. and it's, like, presentation with, like, the right. cute little characters and all that kind of stuff. But the themes it's dealing with and the things it's talking about yeah. are so, like – interesting that i appreciate so much more as an adult yeah whereas a kid like i thought it was cool but i didn't really like um yeah i, I never really th i didn't think about it as anything more you than hadn't that. lived maybe long enough for those themes to impact you the way that it would an adult who's seen more tragedy and seen more things right that, you know what i mean that now hit close to home yeah it i i feel like chrono trigger and uh final fantasy 6 both have this like kind of ability to because like the thing that attract you that uh, you are attracted to as a kid playing Chrono Trigger are these like time travel and like these right. paradoxes and frog and, and, like, frog yeah, and all this like yeah. big like world ending stuff um, and that's the same stuff that I was attracted to in Final Fantasy VI as a kid um, but as an adult I can replay it and be like oh there's actually this like you know scene where like Celeste loses all of her friends and like throws herself off a mountaintop <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you know like. Um, you can drill in on these like deeply personal stories of like uh, grief and longing and uh, all this uh, like it, that it exists side by side with the gigantic world ending stuff. Yeah, that's why they're like all time classic games. I mean, and there's something too that I feel like is so much more corny about the way that they try to handle human stories in modern RPGs and yeah. some ways where like I just feels like those '90s games had something more interesting going on, like. I mean, this is completely off topic, but I think about, like, Final Fantasy IX. You guys ever play that? With, like, yeah, totally. Remember Vivi? And uh, his yeah. whole conundrum is, like... Mark doesn't like Vivi. <laughs> you don't like him at all? Well, but, but like, his whole story is, like, yeah. I'm going to die very soon, and I have Probably. to come to terms yeah. with yeah. that. And, it's like, uh -huh. and you're just like, wow. My, like, yeah. kid brain is, like... And maybe it's just because I 
came to those games as, as a kid. But, like, Chrono Trigger concerns itself with this big macrocosmic thing and then these very yeah. micro human stories. Uh, Final Fantasy VI does that. Final Fantasy VII does that. I mean, it's like all, all my favorites do that. And it seems like at some point it did, like this, uh, things became more generic. I'm going to keep bringing up Final Fantasy XVI. <laughs> a very generic story that really drops the ball in a lot of ways. Like it attempts to talk about like slavery and like weird, like two high concepts and it doesn't pull it off well. And you're just like, why did you even try? Like, yeah, you know, and I, I, I do wonder if sometimes it's like the limitations of those earlier systems where, yeah. you know, like they had to work within a really specific framework and having those limitations, I, I don't, they couldn't overexplain themselves. They couldn't just create cutscenes that were like yeah. 15 minutes. You know, well, I mean, I think, I think that that's part of it. I think there's also like, um, not that you know the the crews for Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine were like small teams, but uh -huh. like if you compare the team that made Final Fantasy That's six true. to the team that made Final Fantasy sixteen, oh, yeah. it's uh, you know the scale is like and economically the scale is like totally different too. The storytelling is also so much more broad because yeah. there's so much more of an international yeah like That's presence, such a great point. right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it just feels like a. You, when you need to convince fewer people of your vision, mm -hmm. your vision can be more specific. Totally. Yeah, yeah. and something yeah. you can, that's such a great point. Because, like, yeah, on Final Fantasy 16, like, how much can one person really, like, influence, right. you right. know, a game that hundreds and hundreds of people had to work on? And, like, you can, but that person is also going to be, like, filtering for what they perceive the common appetite to be, right? Right. That's why Final Fantasy 16 gets uh, compared to Game of Thrones, right? Totally. Like, that they were going for, like, what's the most popular thing that's sort of doing what we're doing? Uh, and, yeah. then, and then just, not Ugh. that I've played Final Fantasy 16. But, but it's true. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's just, like, they're saying the F word a bunch, and you're like, okay. Why? <laughs> I don't need that. Like, why is that cool? Um, yeah, there's, like, one Hideo Kojima. And yeah. that's it. Right. There's like one guy who can yeah. do that, who can make a freaky thing. <laughs> and yeah. I mostly don't love all his games. So it's like. Right. But you, yeah. you can appreciate. But I love. At least I has a point that. of view. I yeah. appreciate the point of view and yeah. the execution. Yeah. 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 Um, although weirdly, I do. Th I, some of that is still like alive and well at Nintendo. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'll bring us back to it. Yeah. Uh, still like a profoundly weird game. All yes. the time. <laughs> and this little stories they tell yeah. inside yes. of it are so good. It reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys ever played Red Dead Redemption 2, but you could like mm -hmm. really get into these small moments of like, yeah. oh, there's a yeah. there's like a serial killer on the loose, but n th you're not supposed to pay attention to it. You're supposed to like just see the evidence of it yeah. as you're going through. It's like I love stuff like that. Tears the, 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 the rock star guys might be on that same. Yeah level that they yeah. can actually do something very like trippy or specific or whatever right yeah i love talking to npcs we're just gonna talk about tears of the kingdom and talk, <laughs> talk about npcs and tears of the kingdom and in most zelda games and you're like oh all of you are little freaks yeah totally like, yeah. Yeah. yeah everyone's yeah. a little freak yeah, yeah everyone's a little freak yeah i'll go ahead and do my last one just yeah, because it, it's actually comes comes off the back of Mark's tears of the kingdom <laughs> it's no it's final fantasy 6 yeah it is the opening of final fantasy 6 which is like oh my god the mechs the 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 mechs walking through the so snow good. at night and it's snowing and the music it's like one of my favorite uh nobuo uimetsu yep. uh, scores uh and that song in particular so iconic right away and you sing the credits roll again cinema is yeah. yep. alive in games suddenly and it's not quite as much of a emotionally stirring moment as the one in chrono trigger but it is to me 
like the one of the all time great opening sequences, not unlike the Ocarina yeah. of Time one. Yeah, it's like yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I uh, so Final Fantasy VI like flitted through my head too, but yeah. then I was like, how do I pick a single night? Totally, because like. The Night of the Opera. Yeah, the mm-hmm. opera scene is um, uh, uh, yeah. Cyan's Nightmare. Yeah, uh, like the, the train sequence, I think, is at night. Yeah, yeah. the, uh, um, like, uh, Shadow's entire history yeah, that right. plays out, like, it's just staying in inns and stuff. Like, yeah. It's, uh, that game plays with, like, what happens at night and, yeah. like, how that's a, like, special time or a strange time where, like, weird stuff happens. Yes, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, but the, the 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 first night is absolutely the the right pick. Yeah, that yeah, music's yeah. So good, it's so good, and like, and the way they introduce you to the story through that is yeah. so great. Where you're like, you're this this mysterious woman who yep. is experiencing amnesia or is like under a kind of a spell or a hypnosis. Slave and crown, is slave what it's crown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just yeah. All, the and it's like pretty quickly we get Moogles right away. Yeah. Takes you like six hours to get a Moogle in Final Fantasy Sixteen. All I want to know is time to Moogle. How (laughs) long is it? Time to Moogle. And if if you're a Final Fantasy and you have no Moogle, (laughs) get get out of here. I am not playing you. Yeah. But uh, I love, yeah, Final Fantasy (laughs) VI is, is, uh, again, iconic. There's something really like magical about the 16 bit era where I feel like. like uh, creators who had been working under like the eight bit era, it felt like they. It seemed like the sky was the limit, and yeah. they were finally able yeah, they to had like the tools. Yeah, they yeah. had the tools to do some of the things, make it more cinematic, like that sort of thing. I feel like that's one of the really special things about that era. Yeah. Also, it just you know we talk about this all the time with like books, but like you know the emph- the emphasis on imagination, yeah. like the the user, the 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 you know consumer imagination, and how that plays into it. The 16-bit era, some of the 32-bit era as well, like, just really threaded the needle perfect of, like, they're showing you enough to get yes. your imagination, like, yeah. into to skyrocket. Now you don't need imagination to play a game. They yeah. show you exactly what's going on. And arguably, in the 8-bit era, it was almost too... Mm-hmm. Too abstract. Too stripped yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. But now... Uh, in the 16-bit era, like they show the mechs walking through the snow, and and but you're filling in way more of the details, yeah. right? And the textures of what's going on, and you're feeling the yeah. So I I love when I think that's why I love retro games and so much is just because I get to I get to decide what everything yeah, really looks work, like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great picks. Uh, we, I, I, all of these were 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 great Nintendo nights. Do we have any honorable mentions? Things that we want to shout out uh, as like other notable Nintendo nights. I'll I'll start with yeah. one. Uh, the entirety of Super Mario Brothers Two, Super Mario USA, uh-huh. uh, happens in Mario's dream. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. At the end of the game, that's we good. see him like sort of stir in bed a little bit, <laughs> yeah. wake up, uh, yeah. and then he closes his eyes uh, and the credits he's roll. He's got a, a good I, one. Is, I'm, in my mind, he's wearing a sleepy tie. Yeah. I think he is. is he doing yeah. That? Okay. Uh-huh. Great. I was gonna say um the the graveyard sequence in Ocarina of Time yep. is very iconic uh, to me. Uh-huh. Um, it, just hanging out with the guy who takes care of it. Dampy, dampy, and mm-hmm. then but then the pose and all that. Yeah, stuff. totally. That's an honorable mention of mine. Yeah, Mark, you got an honorable mention. Is there a Donkey Konga level that takes place in that? Was, Donkey Konga? <laughs> I was I, I was thinking about the uh, the the silhouette. Oh levels. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. The, from the Donkey sunset Kong. sequence. Yes, from, yeah, from like returns. Yeah, yeah. and right. they do it in like the water levels in Tropical Freeze. That yeah. was oh, such yeah. a cool choice. That's great. Um, night uh, was it Twilight City and Wave Race sixty four? Oh yes, such a beautiful stage in yep. that game. 
Um, I was also going to talk about, like, I couldn't figure it out, but, like, Kirby, when it does nighttime palette swap or whatever, like... Yeah. Like, specifically, I guess I'm really thinking about the Smash stage that's, like, all at night with the yeah, beautiful that's the fountain. fountain. Oh, and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's connected. That's got to be connected to like levels. And I know I've played them in different Kirby games. It's hard for me to remember individual Kirby levels, right? But there's but when it is nighttime in Kirby, yeah. I'm like, yes. But also he <laughs> he lives in Dreamland, which might so be all at night. Is that all? Like, whose dream is that? <laughs> yeah, who's dreaming about this candy l- world? <laughs> yeah, I want to meet this freak. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, is there. Do all the Luigi's Mansion games only take place at night? Yes, and those are great picks too. Like those are, I think those are excellent. And it go another honorable mention is off of this is uh, the GameCube era of Resident Evil games that I thought oh, was so sure, good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the remake specifically, Resident Evil One remake. Yep. And Luigi's Mansion together, those make a great uh, double feature. Yeah, and if hey, we want a triple feature, we can throw Resident Evil Zero in there. <laughs> totally, absolutely. Also takes place that same night on a train. On a train, no less. Mm-hmm. And then in the mansion. And then in the match, yes. right, right, right. I mean, yeah. you gotta, you, you gotta got get back in there. Yeah, magic. yeah, yeah. Are you guys excited about that Dark Moon re-release on Switch? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know either. It's my least favorite Luigi's Mansion. Of the I, three. I, I know I uh, have played some of it. Uh huh. Because Mark reminded me that I own it, uh-huh. but I had forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't really have uh, many memories of it. Yeah, it's like level based. Right. It's Which weird. makes sense for like a portable system. Yeah. But Totally. Yeah, like how how much are they changing this thing? It, they made it sound like it was a graphical upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll get it because I get all of them. <laughs> but will I play it? We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, that was uh, that's great. I'm glad we had this conversation about Nintendo Nights. Let's close this out. Jeremy Schmidt. Yes. Thank you so yeah, much for thank joining you again us. Absolutely. So much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter mm. if you want to go to that website at Ocarina <laughs> of Crime. Uh, you can also check out my podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show, anywhere podcasts can be found. Also, shout out the show that I produce, Call Me By Your Game, which is hosted by Connor McCabe, who's been on this show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find that anywhere podcasts can be found. Um, we do have a Patreon if you're just itching to burn more money first do this patreon <laughs> go to do nintendo cartridge studies but then if you have more money first make to, sure you got enough to put food on the table yes yeah. make sure you can feed your family and then if you can go to patreon.com slash super npc radio we have way too much content over there we have so many just patreon specific shows currently running games clubs i think we're about to start covering Sonic Adventure <laughs> as yeah. a week-to-week games club format podcast. Um, so if you like freak stuff like that, head <laughs> over there. Um, that's it. Yeah, and Connor will be playing on my Dreamcast. On Dreamcast. That's right. You were kind enough to let him <laughs> yep. uh, borrow. Uh, if I hadn't played it on Dreamcast already, I would be busting out my Dreamcast to do it. But I'm, I'm I'm choosing the the. DX version, the GameCube version. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably have a better experience. Than sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much to our 16-bit patrons, the aforementioned Connor McCabe and Patrice Mallet. Uh, join our Discord. Email us. We will send you an invitation. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. 